Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph Dwayne back from MD. Alex Brampenard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brampenard. <laughs> and Officer Dave. Also, Kristen Bird will be joining us, and I have two questions for Dr. Basham as soon as we get back from the break. Two medical questions to see if he agrees with my that. shoe. It was about your shoe, and I was going to ask you. Don't you think you should fix your shoe? I'm all over this like a cheap suit. We got no glue. We'll be right back. Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant as you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We're rocking out, man. Kristen Bird joins us. She sure does. Or not. Yes, there, there she is. is. What the hell's wrong with you, sister? <laughs> I wanted to make sure I wasn't stepping on you. What? Well, 
Aren't you in radio? That's all that ever happens to me in radio. You get trampled every day. <laughs> all the time. I know. Well, and I'm not in the same room that you are, so it's easy for me to step all over everyone. You're fine. I just want to ask Dr. Basham a couple of medical questions, and then we're going to launch into what the hell's going on in the world. Okay, Doc, these are two questions. Um, they're both in the news today. A warning for cannabis users under 45, you're almost twice as likely as non-users to suffer a heart attack. So if you smoke pot, you're more than twice as likely to have a heart attack. That might be the case. You know, the, the, what would cause smoke? that? Ischemic or hemorrhagic? Well, it, could be, it could be a result of the smoke, smoking. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, we're, we're trying to get rid of smoke, smoking cigarettes. You shouldn't be smoking weed. No, you should smoke agree. anything. I agree. There yeah. you go. So, so, so if you're vaping and things like that, it might be an effect of the drug. You know, the cannabis drug. The the problem with legalizing cannabis is that it has not been studied scientifically. So just like they legalized right. tobacco, then right. they did all the studies, the epidemiology. Mm -hmm. said, hey, by the way, you're gonna you got a bad chance of getting lung cancer, pancreatic cancer, and bladder cancer if you smoke. Well, the same thing has to happen with marijuana. You know, after people smoke it for a long period of time, you get a large group of people, you're going to yep. say, hey, if you, and this may be one of the things that's falling out, is that you have a greater chance of having a heart incident of some sort really? if you're a regular use of cannabis. It's and an we ad hoc medical study, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I talked to, I talked to my grandpa about this a few times. Uh, he's Who's 94. He hit, he's hitting the pot. Well, not you know, smoking. <laughs> Uh, he was born 1920, like four. four. So you know, well before they were super aware of the dangers of, of cigarette smoke. Good for you. Uh, doctors <laughs> recommend. They did. Doctors no, recommend it. it was marketed as good for you. Yeah, I'm sure they knew. So he said that he was ahead of the game in knowing that cigarette smoke was bad for you because he didn't work in the medical industry. He worked in the insurance industry, and they're very <laughs> on top of who's going to die and when. And their computer said, smokers die early, we're not going to give them as much money. And he was like, hmm, how about that? I was going to say, I never remember hearing about Grandpa smoking. He quit he's very, like, very early on. I, I think he's one of the only older men <laughs> yeah. that it's like they He was in dark. insurance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, The company exactly. literally said... We don't want to insure these people because they're uh, going to die because they smoke. Yeah, yeah. And he I was remember. like, well, maybe I should stop smoking. So I remember the days where he grew a mustache and started smoking cigars. Uh, so I was like, boy, yay, yay. Did he also get a this? burro and uh, a poncho? Yeah, what? He also had a powder blue leisure suit and a white belt. Dear oh, wow. God, <laughs> DJ with a mustache <laughs> and a stogie. Oh, look, the high what? stepper. Yeah, that was cool. Was he a time. pimp? What is? No, that was like the. I didn't know. As a pimp. That was the cool guy way to dress back in like the fifties. Oh 50s. God, I remember the fashions. God. Hostess gowns and wigs on my mom. Oh wow. my lord. Fabulous. <laughs> All right, so I, my second question for Dr. Ralph Basham, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Right. That's um, correct. That is correct. Okay. There's a woman, she's twenty-two years old. She apparently she didn't call herself a porn star. She did say that she um, she is in movies and something else. Viewers only. Hmm. Only fans. Uh, only fans. Is it only fans? I yes, that's what it is. Only fans. I don't know what the hell it is, but apparently she does pornography and blah blah blah. She claims that she had her breasts were so huge that she had have to have breast reduction. Right. And it didn't work because they grew back. Right? Oh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, that it can happen. That, depending, on, depending on age. What do you mean they heart- grow back? Is it just fatty tissue? Well, it's just breast tissue, and breast tissue can expand, you know, for, as a result of hormonal changes and things I like that. Know. I had yeah, no idea that. Your body some, can put fat wherever it wants. Uh, um, unless they're unless they're teenagers, that. where they're going going through. Uh, pubescent changes and hormonal changes in that regard, that'd be an unusual situation for someone who's mature past pubescence, like 21, 22. It's an unusual situation. But if a woman has a breast reduction and then has a pregnancy, all bets are off. They can load them up again. Yeah, because I had to ask you that. I I did not know that. That's a possibility, yeah. I assumed once they removed the tissue, it would be done. Well, it's also possible, you know, guy with a cleaver in a back alley didn't do the greatest job. What? Well, what's there with what? a cleaver in a back alley? <laughs> once they're off, you know, depending on who, it doesn't matter who does it. Uh, it, it, it. It's a real thing, and it can happen, but it's a very rare thing to do. Yeah, so very unusual to see. Hmm. More A more important question for Kristen. Okay. Kristen, are you sitting down for this? I, I am, yes. So it's clear to me, it, it was sort of it, it made aware to me this past weekend that you would be clearly voting in the recall election for Angeline with a Y. She's running. Angeline. She lives in somewhere in my neighborhood. I don't know exactly where, but I do see mm. her at my local Ralph's, which is our grocery store. Um, and her, it's like a pink, I That's, don't know, pink well, sports car. And, and people, and pe- pe- what Angeline is, is, Angeline is sort of a, he's like Dennis, she's like Dennis Woodruff, a, a personality in the valley, in essence, who drives her, make, draws attention to themselves trying to get work and am i is that about right so she will have she'll have she'll buy billboard space with her laying out in some fitted clothes all in pink you know and makeup big hair and everything and, and she's just this caricature of uh, of hollywood or of the valley and things like that great great story but she's been around forever Forever. forever and it was her husband who was buying the billboards i don't believe okay. he's alive anymore because he was much older than her and so it's just her now. And so I, we don't see as many billboards as we used to. However, she is such a character. She will show up at go to go grocery shopping with like black fishnets with a tiny little oh, mini skirt and like the bleach blonde hair and the pink lipstick. Oh, she's 70. And yeah, I was going to say she's probably in her 70s now. Well, she's 70. So she's a Walmart yeah. shopper. That's who? Angeline. Angeline. That's what I'm Angeline. talking about. Who's Angeline? There's no picture it's, it's, it's of her. Car- she has a caricature out in the she valley. She has a so Wikipedia fun. page. Oh, she's just absolutely nonsense. But I, I just saw her running for – she's running for, running for governor. Yeah, oh, in this the is her second yeah. time running. Yeah. She oh. ran in the last recall when like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected. Well, it's, it's to your point, you said that when, when there's a recall, they come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> oddballed her. It looks like it's Ed like Bagley. In the <laughs> and if anyone wants to know more on Angeline, the Hollywood Reporter did a deep dive article, and I just looked it up to see when it was in 2017, that really gets into the mystery of who she is and what she represents to Los Angeles. Really recommend Googling it and clicking on it. It's called Angeline's Real Identity is Finally Solved. So it's a, it's a bit like Elvira. Elvira lives up in the valley too, and she was oh, another caricature. Right, right. She had like some her. interesting work done. Who, Elvira? Uh, Angeline? No. Yeah, she's been. Oh, it's Angeline. Angeline. She's had the money to have, have some, a lot of work done. She's got a lot, lot of stuff in her cheeks right now. A lot, a lot of, of cheeks. Cheeky, real cheeky. Very cheeky and a very upturned nose. What is she? How did she become famous? Just, just self-promotion. Oh, famous for being famous? 
She's a singer-songwriter. Uh-huh. Is what her Wikipedia page says. <laughs> Better than the Beatles, I've yeah. heard. <laughs> yeah, she uh, became famous for being on billboards in 1984. Yep. So it's literally just famous for being famous. Everywhere in Los Angeles, too. You would see them, and it was just an iconic part of L.A. living. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. I know. L.A.'s a weird place. L.A.'s a weird, well, really? weird place. Sure? In its own little way. Talk you know? about boobs. My God. Yeah. Don't be critical. How do you stand up? How do you stand up? It's pretty tiny, too. I want yeah, to say she she's looks... maybe 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, so those are large large boobs for a tiny one. Magnificent. No question about it. Just a magnificent. <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. There you go. So... How are we doing in, in Hollywood now, Kristen Bird? Are we going to we? Because I did notice there's a new what what movie just did what like eighty one million dollars in business? Yeah, Shang Chi. Yeah, the new oh, Marvel film. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, they didn't expect it to do this amount of money, honestly, like at all. You know, they were hoping for like a nice thirty five million dollar weekend. Because normally Labor Day is not a very busy movie time. Right. In fact, it, the last time a movie made $30 million over the Labor Day weekend was 2007 with the movie Halloween. So it, huh. making over $80 million this weekend was astonishing. And also, we have to take a look that it's an all-Asian cast. And again, like we just keep talking about this, like Crazy Rich Asian several years ago, there's an audience for an all Asian cast yeah. and, and everyone yeah, goes is. to see it. And of course this is a Marvel film, but you know, Crazy Rich Asians as a romantic comedy kind of set the bar for all of this. So hopefully Hollywood is paying attention. So do, do you think the fact that Sonny Chiba died is part of it too? I mean, possible, you know, there, there's always elements to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Sonny Chiba a lot, and he just died. He died as soon I, I think that he died the day they released it, didn't he? I think. I think so. Unfortunately, so. but yeah, $81 million. It's the biggest day they've had in a hell of a long time. And part of that is just the fact there, like you said, there's, there's an Asian audience. There's no doubt about that. But also the fact that people have not been able to get out and go to the movies, so they want to get out and go to the movies again. Do you think theaters are going to survive? They are going to survive. They are probably not going to be on every single corner the way that they used to be. In fact, in L.A., we've seen, you know, closures of lots of movie theaters here. And I do think we're going to see we've seen um, some of the streamers will be buying some, which is crazy because it's like it's exactly what Amazon did. Like Amazon's like, we're going to put all the mom and pop stores out of business and then we're going to create our own storefronts. And I think we're going to see the same thing with Netflix and Amazon and some of the major cities having their own movie theaters. And they'll be able to keep it alive because they're going to promote their own films. Right. Amazon has been buying up malls. Uh, abandoned malls, defunct malls, near defunct malls, and they've been buying them up, and that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to either use them for warehouse space, theaters, or storefronts of their own. Good that's God. Exactly. It. Oh, and, but something needs to be done with these malls. We can't let them just you know sit there. Um, here in Los Angeles, the Egyptian Theater, and Ralph, you know, would know that really well, mm-hmm. um, Netflix owns it. Netflix wow. bought it, they're restoring it, and they're using it for all of their movies and screenings and premieres. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that whole thing is, is really just amazing. How the world is changing by the minute. We talked about radio, television, newspapers. We talked about, you know, well, Ralph brought up, you know, he remembers the Telegraph. 
<laughs> no, that's not true. But now you're talking about movie theaters. You're, are you go, someday going to be talking about restaurants, too, where, well, we don't have anybody come in and eat anymore, but, you know, you can do this, that, or the other. I mean, is everything just going to go away? What's going to change? It, yeah, it's going to change, exactly. It's going to be adapted and morphed into something new and fresh, but also make us nostalgic for the way things once were. Yeah, and it's, that's all, it's the way it's always been. Uh, it's just the reality of life that things change. And technologically, it's just, it, it's, it just seems to be changing so much faster, and that was what was predicted. Things are going to change so much faster. It's true. They're going to, and then they're going to, so what I want to know is what's next? I mean, if we got this far off of digital, off of big tech, what's big tech got? What's next? Jesus. Yeah, they're going to have to keep reinventing themselves as they no, go they along. Are. They yeah. are going to have to. And I hate to bring this up, Kristen Burt, but I, I loved him in this TV show. I only got to talk to him once in my life. Nicest damn guy in the world. Michael Kenneth Williams uh, died at only, what, 54 years old. 54. What a tragedy. And I was working yesterday. I didn't have yesterday off, unfortunately. And when the news off broke, what? this was like a gut punch. Oh, God, yes. I mean, he nice. Did, did you know him? I didn't know him, but very familiar with his work. And, I, you know, obviously the, the news started coming in pretty quick that there was drug paraphernalia found on site. Oh, and God. We've been dealing with, you know, and it's been crazy. The last four or five days, like, drugs laced with fentanyl is becoming such a mm -hmm. huge story. Yeah. And, I, you know, it happened to a couple comedians over here in Los Angeles over the weekend. And then you have the Michael K. Williams, which it is suspected that his heroin was laced with fentanyl. So, oh, God. Very dangerous. Yeah, when, when, when you buy street drugs, yeah. you never know what's in them because mm -hmm. those people simply don't care. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they know that they have a, a bottomless pit of consumers. And if they lose a few, who cares? It's true. Okay. Overdose deaths went up 30% between 2019 and 2020. Jesus. So, and there know. are fentanyl strips now that you can test for um, your, your drugs, and Wonderful. they give them away, I guess, at needle exchange locations. And honestly, you sh if you're going to be a recreational drug user, you should be yeah. testing your drugs before consuming them. You know, it's so funny because Catherine, again, she, she could speak to this, but... There are not many TV or movie characters that I would have fear of just by watching them. But Michael Kenneth Williams, as nice a guy as he was in real life, was terrifying as Omar on The Wire. Oh, my God, that guy was nuts. Mm -hmm. What a great I mean, character. What an actor, exactly. Yes. What yep. an incredible actor. Incredible body of work. You know, Boardwalk Empire, yeah. Lovecraft Country. Um, and I just think that he was one of those character actors that, no matter what he did, just really embodied the role. Very, very sad. I mean, we lost so many people here in the last 10 days. We, you know. And we lose a lot of people to <coughs> drug use in this country. We do. I, I, it always, it's always troubled me how much talent, incredible talent, that has been lost as a result of drug use. Oh, and God. Why, yes. And oh, why yeah. we're not saying, hey, don't do this. Look who's died from this. Look who's died from this. You know, they, they praise, they raise these these characters up after they're dead and say nothing about their drug use. Mm -hmm. yep. They should say they should say so-and-so, uh, the drug addict who died as a result of too yeah. much use, did this. No, it's just Prince 
did this. He mm-hmm. died for he died from an overdose of drugs. It's yeah, a did, horrible yeah. thing. He and, did. A, and it and it, what what other things could he have done? I'm, all the people just are reams of these people that have died from drugs. Well, well yeah, they just what, talk about how talented he was and he's gone yeah. too soon. It's like because of yeah. fentanyl. Yes. Well, for him it was uh, it was propofol, right? No, that that was that was uh, that was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael he Jackson. liked it. He was he was, oh, he was, was being administered in a, you know poorly monitored. You know, it's just, but that just, was you probably the first time a lot of us heard of fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fentanyl yeah. is a relatively new phenomenon in the uh, no, no, but it street is a, industry. It well, is one been, old drug. It, it's been around forever, but there it's, are a lot of there's warnings saying that there are there are bad batches of it that actually gets on social media, but people still take it and, and those test strips that Kristen was talking about are very important and also carrying around Narcan with you. Yeah. Yeah. Narcan no, no, is no, wait, no, wait, no, wait a second. No, wait I a second. mean, if no, you're going to be how, a recreational how, how much, user, much, this is what you How much ha- enabling, as a society, it's, what are our responsibilities to enable people's use of drugs? That's exactly what, but that's what they're saying. It's like if you're going to, because people are going to use, whether you like it or not. It's not holding anyone, we're not holding anyone accountable yeah, for their actions. That is true. I guess cops in yeah. inner cities are they use Narcan constantly. Yes, they do. Daily. I have it in my squad car. Yep. Pretty much every cop and EMT has Narcan and on them at Prince, all times because there's so many yeah. overdoses. Prince has been revived. Prince was revived by Narcan he at was, least yeah. a couple of times. <clears throat> and that is not pleasant for the user, the no. person who is using it. When you bring, they go, almost mm-hmm. immediately go into this hardcore withdrawal. When you, when you well, snap them it, out it, of it, it, they are not happy when you do that. It blocks all of your opiate receptors all at the same time. So it's like all of a sudden, all of that drug is just out of your system. And you are yeah. puking oh, your really? guts out, aching all over, shaking, oh, chills, sweating. It's, it's fun, though, to watch, watch him get charcoal in the ER when they swallow a bunch oh, of stuff. Yep. You don't want to be anywhere no, near you don't. You don't want to be anywhere <laughs> oh, near that no. room. Activated charcoal, yeah. Oops. Yeah, drug drug use. I, like I said, America's got a very bad drug use problem. So, mm-hmm. so, so, what, so as a society, are we going to just enable it and yes, allow it that's to occur? What we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to make it legal and accept the uh, addiction costs with that, or are we going to seriously do something about it and try to end it? Certainly, what we've done so far hasn't worked. Yep. So you we've mean been running nothing? at this fifty years. But nothing. I nothing. Also <laughs> Mental health and depression is oftentimes tied with addiction. We never yes. get a grip on depression, and we've gotten a better grip at least acknowledging it. But I think oftentimes the two go hand in hand. I know several friends of mine who are like, you know, it was the depression that got me to start using. And then it just became like, you know, you're starting to chase chase that feeling to make yourself feel better because of the depression. And what drug, you know, talk, are you talking about narcotics that they're using or talking about more like uh, cocaine or amphetamines or any kind of a stimulant? You know what? Anything. I, I One friend that would like chase anything, mm-hmm. honestly, whether it was a narcotic or whether it was even alcohol. I mean, they, but then there's other people that, you know, it's the prescription drugs, the opioids, that, that type of thing. It just really depends on the person. Well, it's interesting fully. because there's at least 10 antidepressants, maybe 15, on the market. And clearly they work and, because they don't. Well, if I well, the, think... The problem is, is that when people are, and this is what at least I've run into, is that they start to take the medications prescribed to them and they start to feel better. Then they think they don't need yep, them anymore. And then they start to feel bad and then they go back to the old thing and or they're so used to feeling one way under the narcotic or the, the drug yeah. 
that they feel bad when they feel when they're normal that it's it's a never-ending cycle well and like i know a lot of people that are on anxiety and depression medication i don't know very many people that go to therapy really because yeah. it's very expensive it and a expensive. lot of insurance a companies lot. won't cover it yeah they'll cover it they'll yeah. cover like six uh six sessions well, it's better than nothing but yeah but if somebody's got serious depression to the point where they're going to be doing fentanyl <clears throat> They yeah. need a lot more therapy. Well, yeah, a lot of people aren't doing fentanyl voluntarily. Doing yes, they're unknowingly they're doing fentanyl. Exactly. Yeah. They think that they're taking a Vicodin, but they're actually taking a bunch of fentanyl and That's, some fillers. That blows my mind that they can't know this. Everybody knows this. I know this, and well, I'm not. Think, I'm not doing street you, I, drugs. They know this. I think they do. They, they have to they know it. Care. Gave exactly. up fentanyl. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just want to do drugs or you're chasing that high. You don't care. You don't care you don't exactly. Care. You, you do. My dad went through withdrawal twice from narcotics, twice, and I, and he was in, and he was pretty stoic about things. But yeah, yeah, he went the second time. I was in medical school as a resident. Mm -hmm. My mom says, "Oh, your dad, dad's like he's sweating. He's real sick, and he's sick to his stomach, and just feels terrible. Hurts all over. Blah blah blah." Yeah. And I said, "Well, did he stop taking his pain pills? And because he'd had surgery to relieve his pain, and he said, "Yeah, he stopped his pain pills a couple." And I said. Yeah, he's going through narcotic withdrawal. Oh, my God. Because he had been taking uh, Percocet. He had oh. been taking Percocet for 30 years. Oh, oh wow. Jesus. I'm surprised it was even doing but it, anything. But it was no legitimate. He took it as legitimate pain relief for spinal stenosis. He has a result yeah. of an injury. He had the surgery, relieved his pain, stopped using it. It wasn't. It was a legitimate use, chronic use. Sure. They went through withdrawal. You got to taper and it's off that. God, kind of thing. awful for these people. It yeah. is one. It yeah. is a rough. You don't die from it, but you want to die. Mm -hmm. Anybody who ever watched the series Nurse Jackie? Yeah, yep. I watched that. Yeah, that gives you a nice picture of what you know recreational drugs are like. Really, yeah, that's true. When you get addicted. All right, we got to take a break here. On the way out here, I do need to mention this. We lost three really great friends in the past ten days, unfortunately was one of those times that uh, uh, Scott Hansen died. Scott did so much for this podcast, for the morning show. I rest his soul. Honest to God, he worked his ass off, there's no doubt about it. My favorite Scott Hansen line of all time, if you, you know, you're not in the area. Scott Hansen was about 6'2", uh, something like that, and I believe he said, uh, somebody talked about the fact he weighed about 450 when he died, something like that. My favorite line he ever delivered, he's on stage, and the guy right in the front row is just running his mouth. Hey, Scott, it's not funny. And he's just being a pain in the ass, right? Scott Hansen stops the show. He looks down and he goes, sir, if you don't shut the hell up, I'm going to fall on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, God bless you, pal. Up in heaven telling jokes, I'm sure. Secondly, of course, Mark Rosen lost his wife. Uh, did you ever work with Mark Rosen when you were in town? Uh, no, I did not. You never did. You know who he is, though, right? Mm -hmm, I do. Mark lost his wife, Denise, after a long struggle with illness. She finally passed away uh, just a few days ago. And then uh, yes. the third one, Wally Walker's son, his 37-year-old son, died at just 37 of pulmonary, what was it, an embolism? embolism? Oh. Oh, is that what it was? <clears throat> yep. Oh, In ugh. perfect health. I mean, perfect health. The guy was That's, a great... You mm -hmm. hear those things. He just, just released like and just went to his brain and it. killed him. Yeah. Ugh. Did he get so, vaccinated? Oh, my God. I don't know what he got. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. 
But in any case, so Weston Walker has died at 37. Scott uh, Hansen died at 66. I don't think Denise would want me to give her age, so I won't. But Denise, we miss you. But That's three right. people. we yeah. got to take a break here. It was but, a long uh, struggle for her. It was indeed. It was indeed. So we'll be back with uh, part two. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at Profile. Let's face it, when it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about Profile. Profile's in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. I'm so thankful my Profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about Profile. I tell Kelly at Profile that it's changed my life. And it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you, I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Owen mentioned promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Hey, I just got out of the meeting. I can't even tell you how different it was from what I expected. Well, you know, I'm uncomfortable interviewing in the first place, but I didn't feel that way there. Everything they said made sense to me. Yeah, and Priority is the largest same-day delivery company in the Twin Cities. And after all these years of doing it for someone else, I'm ready to be part of something bigger. A job? That's what I have now. You know I need more. Driving is what I do, and Priority Courier Experts is where I want to do it now. I know, and that's the best thing about it. I could never afford to buy a truck like that on my own. But tomorrow, because they believe in my skills, I'm taking out the first brand new truck that I'm going to own on the last payment. I can't wait to be in their fleet. I can't wait to be the next expert on the road. After 20 years of driving side-by-side on the road with these guys, of course I'm excited. And all I did was check out Priority.com. Easy. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Well, Tom Bernard is just wandering away again. <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if we need to keep him on a tracking device yeah. and see what's going on. Need to tie his ankle to the chair. <laughs> Wait, too. Put a whole show monitor device show. on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He keeps on saying, I'll be right back. Oh, he's being very weird today. No, I want to follow him. Did he go him for around. a snack or something? I don't know what the hell he's up to today. He's just... very, he's had, you know, once he has some time off, 
So we, we had five days. We went to North Carolina. We did the whole Biltmore estate down there and did some hiking and biking and all that stuff in the beautiful state of North Carolina. <laughs> we come back, and he instantly starts getting all edgy. And, you know, he's got the phone calls in the corner and the screaming. Mm. And it's like, okay, back to work. Two days. New life. I know all the relaxation goes out the window. It's true. And it takes him two days to calm down when we're on vacation. So, okay, he's wandered back now. There he is. I'm not wandering. I'm trying to take care of the family business. The family business. He's the godfather. I know when, when we go on vacation, it takes me about a week to calm down. Really? Yeah. A whole week. Uh, How much. long do your vacations last? About three days. <laughs> <laughs> so you never get to calm down. So it never happens. That's yeah, the whole problem. Yeah, I mean, it I never know. Happens. Yeah, I know. When you travel, you know, your first day is, you know, traveling mm-hmm. is not fun anymore. No, it's not. It's really a pain in the ass. And uh, by the time you get to your destination and you settle in, yeah, day three, you're like, oh, maybe I can take a breath. Maybe I can finally exhale. <clears throat> we we take a, a the whole whole crew. We had. Nine of us go. There's seven of us go this year uh, on our little ATV trip up to the cabin, oh. my buddy's cabin. My wife says, I think we need to add another day next year. And I'm like, yes, another day <laughs> in the woods away from people and traffic. Thank you very much. There you go. There you go. So i just I'm looking over some stuff here, honest to God. You got Keith Ellison and Omar, the, whatever the hell her name is. Elon. Elon Omar, yeah. They, cancel they rent. Own. They're still on the cancel rent thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that happened already, so that's out. Cancel? But what do you mean? Cancel? That, Just, where no one's going to pay rent anymore? Elon yeah. Omar's whole campaign and her whole thing is to cancel rent. She doesn't want people how, to have to pay rent anymore. What do you, where do landlords make money? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, there's some sort of weird misconception that every single person that owns a rental property is a gigantic conglomerate, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, corporation. That, yeah. They don't realize that a lot of people bought a duplex uh, to supplement their retirement income or to help pay their mortgage or whatever. They don't. Nobody seems to take those people into account, and they're the ones that are getting hit by all yeah, of this. Exactly. That's right. This stuff. Well, Can but you, even if they are conglomerates, if they're not making money, they're just going to abandon the property, and then you get to live in an abandoned property with no utilities. So. Generally, if you have a gigantic corporation, they don't just have money in real estate; they've got other places to draw from it, and they can probably take gigantic tax deductions and oh. figure out a way of getting around it. But you know, the people that, like I said, they own they own a couple of houses that they're hoping will supplement their income in their retirement they don't have that luxury they don't well, does one of you have a camera can one of you pull out your phone and take a video of officer dave when i read this next paragraph oh, God. <laughs> just to see if the, the color in his face changes as i'm reading this <laughs> we have our eyes will it, will it change rapidly or slowly right red or pale which ones which way is it going to go no once again people are going to they're going to claim this is all race-based which it's not of course it's about a young woman who was in a a camp until she was eight years old, and then she moved to America, became very successful. She's a multimillionaire, but America sucks. Let's just remember that. Oh, yeah. It's much better than the camp, that, uh, much worse than the camp she was in, I'm sure. Uh, the latest quote from Ilan Omar, and Keith Ellison's right there behind that little prick. <laughs> oh, God, I can't Ow. stand him. We're going to move. We have an opportunity. This is Ilan Omar said this. 
You ready, Officer Dave? Let her fly. We have an opportunity once and for all to listen to those most impacted by police brutality and the communities who have been demanding change for decades. I don't remember the change for decades part. I don't remember that. Omar, who lives in Minneapolis and represents the city in Congress, wrote in the Star Tribune opinion piece published uh, online Tuesday, we have a mandate in the wake of George Floyd's murder to deliver a public safety uh, system rooted in compassion, humanity, and love, and to deliver true justice. I hope we fulfill it. You're talking about compassion, humanity, and love? Where, where are you getting that, lady? All you do is complain about how horrible America is after you came here and were given everything. This is my point of toxic femininity. Mm. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> she tweeted about this. So it's this true. I, I, it's true. I've I been. I, I, I have been in women's studies. I've considered myself a feminist until recently. Now I'm like I don't. I can't get behind this movement anymore because women are acting the exact same way as they've been accusing men of. Once they get into power, they they act the exact same way. It's almost like power is the they, problem. They complain. <laughs> Ilan Omar keeps on saying that people don't like what she's saying because she's a brown of person. It has nothing to do with exactly. that at all. And see, that's that's my whole point. It's like you can't your your system is toxic. Once women get into this uh, toxic system and keep on acting just like everybody else did, yeah. then it's just the exact same thing. You're doing exactly what you accused men of doing all these years. Your system is sick and toxic. No, women never said. Oh, when I finally get to the top of the mountain and I get all the power, what should I do? How are we supposed to act? How are we going to better all of these systems? Instead, they go right in there, and Nancy Pelosi rips up speeches so she can make a point, and then everybody bands together. And I was a bartender, part-time bartender two years ago, and now, I, now I'm going to take over the Fed that's what After AOC. After making, what, $50 million? It's like, you guys yeah. make no sense. You don't have skills to do what you're doing, but you can sit there and say, if you don't like what I'm saying, it's because I'm a woman, it's because I'm black, it's because I'm brown, whatever. That's all toxic bullshit. I agree. It, is, it isn't just femininity, it's just toxic. Absolutely. Well, if you tell someone but they're But women dumb, are jumping right it. into it, and they're doing these little power struggles, and they're acting just like all the people that they complained and whined about all of these years. Exactly. The toxic masculinity from years ago, Absolutely. and then now it's... Absolutely. So I don't, I don't know where, why women never got together and decided, what, how are we going to change the system so that it's not toxic for everybody? We're well, not, once again, I can straighten it out right now. It's got nothing to do with your skin color. You're a couple of assholes. There, is that clear enough? I mean, that's what they are. And, and the, the movie that that may I think points this out is the what is it? The Devil Wears Prada. That yep. was a that Absolutely. was a story of the woman at the top yep. who just had all these other people, these underlings that were kowtowing and obeying her. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, 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 so it's an express. So it's almost something that you expect and want and and expect. And maybe anticipate and want. I uh, I totally agree, absolutely. Well, most people who seek power want it for selfish reasons. But people who are not seeking power, who are being controlled by the power, I say want someone in that position to be able to be told what to do. Yeah, definitely. That's why most some, people just want to be told what to do. That's why there's the popularity. That's why it's, it, it makes no sense that you would have a king. No sense at all. A king that has absolutely everything in the whole world, and then you are going to be starving 
all your life to support the king. Now, right. The reason it's like that, because there's a thousand people here that are starving and one guy at the top. Everybody's supporting this guy at the top. Uh, Which is exactly the... what the government does. Yeah. So people want that. It's basic human nature that people want to have something like that up on a high post. Oh, I could be there. I could have been there. Blah, 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 blah. That's the bartender that's now involved in politics. That could have been me. They want that yeah. dream. Yeah, they do. And that's what you're looking If I was born there, I could have been up there in that house. And that's why it is. This is a basic human need. Otherwise, kings, chiefs, um, Taliban. Well, even celebrities. want that authoritarian yeah, above them. It's, it's sad, but I, I strongly believe that. Speaking of that, did you see the latest move now? You know, the United States talked to the Taliban and said, look, when you set up the new government, the I mean, 13 people you put in charge, you have to, you know, you have to include everybody in Afghanistan, not just one group. They just named the 13 people on the council. Every one of them is a member of the Taliban. Well, yeah, of course. Every of course. one of them. Of course they are. Isn't that just unbelievable? I could have told you that without being in government. <laughs> That's exactly right. Didn't the Taliban kick the Soviet Union out? Yeah. The Soviet Union uh, were there. They were there for this length, maybe less than we were there. Same thing happened. They got sick of it. Yeah. They finally got sick of it. Said, so "We're out of here. We're done with this. This is this is never going to go the way we want." No. It's Period. Not. Let them it's go. Not. Let them have their country because their country's not like ours. No, it isn't. And I really. And they don't wish. want to be run like ours either. They no. don't want. No, honestly, I don't blame them. Kristen, I have to ask you a question. Yes. Okay. You're ready to deal with all the problems of the world. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sound very convincing. I'm like, oh. oh, she's withering. Oh. She's withering. Withering. Great promise. No, I even forgot what I was going to ask you because that was such a response. I don't. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> it started with the Angeline Angeline question. Angeline it's just gone question, down yeah, from went there. gone downhill from there. No, look, I mean, this the whole situation with with the, it's only because I'm brown or black. No, it is not. Yes, you, the treatment of people around the world is horrendous. It's no different in America than anywhere else. It's horrible in America, and it's horrible everywhere. For some reason, people of different skin color can't get along. I don't know why that is. We could if we stop using it as a political device, don't you think? Oh, yeah. definitely. We could all get along just fine if you stop talking people into hating one another. Here's my question. Kristen, this is a big question. We're doing this on purpose. And what I'm using as evidence, we're doing this on purpose. America is now 24th in the world in reading and mathematics. 24th. You know how bad that is? Um, I know how bad it is because I see the use of grammar. Oh, God. You know, even in my nieces, nephews, that type of thing, and they're going to good schools, and I sit there and think, what the heck is happening in our education system? It's not the education system. It's the fact that everybody spends their time texting and using all these yeah. shortcuts. Right down to the language. Yep. It's, and that's the beginning of the fall of a society is when you lose a language, you're done. Well, like, I grew up on the Internet, exactly. and my English, I'd say, is 
pretty good. It you is. might be you might be a little bit smarter than the internet, though, Andy. I mean, mm. you're quite a bit smarter than the internet. Don't be wrong. And I think it, a lot of it comes in with the introduction of the smartphone, which was 2007. I think yeah. the iPhone, yeah. and I think that that really that generation that's only grown up with an iPhone or, or a smartphone device that has changed their entire language. So have we, Kristen Burt, gotten into a situation where we're making people stupid just because they're easier to control? Oh, boy. I mean, I really hate to see that, honestly, <laughs> because there's a lot of... It's, it's amazing to me, even just based off of social media, people don't have a basic understanding of reading comprehension. No. And they will interpret your sentence in a way that... There's no other way. There's only one way to read it. But yeah. then they go in their own spin, in their own yep. direction. And I think, no, that is not what the sentence says. Read it again. We're in a lot of trouble in terms of we language. And, yes. Well, you have to wonder how a nation, which has consistently been in the top five for per capita education spending for decades, is getting worse every year, if it's not being done on purpose. Because yeah. we are educating... I'm. Our educators, the uh, academia, teachers, administrators, unions, they're all getting pretty much more money than anyone else on earth in their situation. And yet every year standards slip a little bit more. So I really don't see any other explanation other than that it's being done on purpose. Oh, what do you know? Catherine just came back from her break. See what happens when you do it to me? Hmm. Have serious business to take care of. Oh, okay. oh what I did. Oh, oh. Was it family business? Turn about fair play. There was it go. family business? She just got a good question. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here we go. Look, I just think, I really do think this is true, that we are dumbing people down because they're much easier to control. Oh, yeah, so, keep, keep yeah. them high, keep them stupid. Yeah. Boy, mm-hmm. oh, boy, you can really help people out that way, can't you? It's not good news I will, for the entire world. It's not just the United yeah, States. Yeah, who, who's, more, who's more frightened than a poor, drug-addicted human yeah, being? That's true. You have absolute control. If have you control their control housing, you control their food, yep. you control their fix, yep. you literally, you, you're their god. You've got yep. them in the palm of your hand. And then if you're using Facebook for your news, there go all the conspiracy theories, too, right there. Yep. I yeah. believe. There was one guy in China. that You did hear that what China has done with video games? Mm-mm. China just issued an edict over the weekend that you are not allowed to play video games more than one hour a day and only for three uh, three days a week. Well, it's people play. under 18 are only allowed to play three hours of online games a week. Yep. So uh, like World of Warcraft or whatever. 8 to 9 p.m. Yep, there's a very, very Wednesday, short Thursday, window. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That oh, my it. gosh. And, of course, they're monitoring your usage. So oh, yes. oh, yeah, they sure are. So well, they've been having serious problems with video game addiction. I mean, it's a huge problem. Did you hear what the guy finally said, though? Which guy? This does not appear. I just looked for it in the in the press, and it's not in the press. He said, "Well, how are you going to make sure this happens?" And he literally said, (laughs) "We're going to monitor them, and if they're not doing what we tell them, we may kill them." Mm, Nice. Sounds about right. Came flat out. That's a great solution. We'll just kill you. Hey, let's be like China. So that yeah, let's do, uh, let's let's jump in with China. We'll start killing our citizens. Well, it's funny how as America gets more and more, you know, bread and circus focused. Yes. Mm-hmm. China is becoming less and less bread and circus focused. They're saying, you know, kids, you can't play video games. Yes, exactly. You know, men have to be masculine. You have to exercise. Women have to be feminine. What did they call them again, Andy? Sissy boys. 
we will not allow yeah. sissy boys. Oh. Yeah, yet. exactly. They're like they're basically doing the exact opposite of America, yes, and it's are. working extremely well for them. Which yeah. is uh, it, it's interesting to me with the corporate wokeism. Why we keep on aligning with China to make everything for us and manufacture our drugs and all of our mm-hmm. electronics and all of our computer <laughs> pieces and all this stuff, and, and yet. They're acting like this. Aren't we supposed to be sort of, isn't that the whole point of corporate wokeism, that you can't do business with people that aren't doing good to the planet and for people? Well, it's all yeah, smoke and the mirrors. the bottom line is the dollar. Exactly. And, you know, it is. so cheap. Yeah. Like, if I can, you know, make a bunch of money off of slavery and then just tweet, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter once a month, you know, if I'm a sociopath running a corporation, why wouldn't I do that? And if, you know... Corporations are pretty much run by sociopaths. Well, corporations, the Democratic Party has figured out how to get corporations to do all of the stuff that yep. they can't get Congress to do. That I mean, is true. It, they are it's it's they are just hand in hand all the time and we're just sitting here going, What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why is everything so screwed up? <clears throat> God, we got another great headline. It's just coming in in droves now. Mm. They're now comparing um the, I guess, far-right protest groups, the Proud Boys, people like them, they're calling them the American Taliban. Oh, They've been doing that for a while. <laughs> have they really? Well, I mean, it's, Where are you guys it, going? I, gotta, I have a Minnesota Society for the Blind thing that i got to get to. Blow it off. I have my children. <laughs> Blow what it off. What is happening, Tom? People are, like, exiting your show en masse. Yeah, for real. I know. Do you believe this? Or they're all just hitting the road. The woman in the if we started on time, <laughs> I'm going to spread some oh, toxic femininity. Yeah, once these women get the power, then they just start acting yeah. the way they want. The toxic femininity. That's exactly what's going on. Toxic femininity just. Oh, well, we have. You're the American Taliban. There's the trouble. Get them out of here. Oh, they couldn't even wait to a commercial break in like six minutes, five minutes. What the heck is it's happening? It's four minutes from now. It's over in four minutes. Like uh, They couldn't wait. They just were like, bye. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Which, by the way, so I have to be home by 1.30. Well, it's only 10 after 1. It's going to take you more than 10 minutes to get true. home. Guess who has no power in his household? Mm. Is it, are his mm. initials TB? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think they might be. Kristen, as a young woman, do you what do you see happen? Are we going to wake up before we end up being China Part Two? I've been concerned about this country for a solid five years, honestly, yep. a solid five. Um, I mean, I'm sure there were many signs before that, but uh, given that we're still in a global pandemic and the way we are so divided, even on how to handle a health crisis. Not talking about politics at all. I mean, yeah. it's so concerning to me, bottom line. And it's just one of those situations, I think. There is no going back. We can't go back to You're where right. Democrats and Republicans can sit at a table and have a civil discussion saying, this is why I believe this. Okay, I believe this. Very interesting. Like your thoughts. That doesn't happen anymore. Everyone's become so aligned that their friend group is just all like-minded and that is it. Yeah, no, one or both of the parties needs to collapse in order for anything to get better. Probably both. I'd go I with think both. both. I mean, I yeah, agree. if I could I, press I a button and dissolve both collapse. parties, that yeah. would be, like, ideal, but I don't know how easy that is. Or if they just meet in the middle. Well, but that's not. Oh, that's never going to happen, Join us though. in the middle. I, sit, I, I feel like I'm on an island all by myself some days. Yeah, well, I Not going to happen, unfortunately. I don't know. We'll just I have think balkanization to... is the most likely outcome. 
What what is balkanization? Basically, every state becomes its own country that hates each other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can do that's that. on it. That's basically where we already are. I mean, look at how New York versus Florida, California versus Texas. Yeah. You know, half the states already ha- hate half the other states. All it's going to yeah. take now is an official declaration of war to make it, you know, official. Yeah, Greg Abbott shouldn't step foot in, in California anytime soon. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how it's going to be, though. There's going to be, America's going to split into two, three, maybe even four different micro countries. Well, not even micro, because it would still be big countries in that case. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're, so we have a West Coast country, an East Coast country, a Southern country, and a Northern country. That's Basically, yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. It's going to get really, really weird around here, I think. I just, I don't know. We're going to be living in the united conglomerate of the Midwest states. For I don't think it'll be united at that point. Yeah, it won't be much more <laughs> united either. The dissonant states of America. I'm going to live in the Hollywood country. Very, the Hollywood country. There the you Hollywood go. Hollywood country. <laughs> Kristen, once again, having to hold up the entire show as the only woman on because, you know, certain family members just bail on you. <laughs> abandoned. <laughs> You've been abandoned. It's just terrible. All right, sister, we'll have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. So, Officer Dave, you and Andy are going to set a time to pick up your We'll, uh, we'll your figure award. it out. Yep. We'll figure it out. Andy called me. He called me from the thing and said, this is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So we made sure we, we bid enough money to make sure we got it. I appreciate that so much. And no, it's that's huge. like it's gorgeous. I well, can't. It was also like immediately after we moved there. So we were like, you know, let's support local business. Yeah, it's, that's it's true. It's a local charity uh, that does this. So we figured, you know, we moved there. We should start contributing. And we, we have been going to the local businesses quite a bit. That's a great well, area out there. That will have a very prominent place downstairs in my in my bar. That's for sure. It's Benny, it's going to look really good. We still got to yeah. get you and Matt the Copper in on the same podcast. Just to having the two of you in the room would be fantastic. <laughs> How odd is that? The first time I go to the supermarket with Andy in Watertown, I run into somebody I know. <laughs> that's just odd. It happens, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for the week. Officer Dave, thanks for coming by. No problem. Dr. Basham, I'm glad you're here to talk about titties growing back. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know they could do that. They can. Although I noticed when I gained weight, my... No, never mind. (laughs) Moving forward, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.